0: Hey, what's good, Divine fam? So, um, just kind of sharing my journey. Uh, finished listening to another episode of Princella. I'm actually gonna listen to another one, um, and I really like the style because for the most part, I can listen in the background and I'm hearing what she's saying, and I can be around doing whatever I need to. But I, I am kind of chilling. Anyways, in the last podcast, she did a uh, review of a study called Universal 25. Now, what is really interesting is I remember I did a podcast, I did two, at least two, might have been three podcasts, but two for sure podcasts on a similar study where it, it uh, explored what happened with the mice. And once they hit a certain population, but that one is interesting, because I think that You know, um, when I listened to hers, it was covering completely, a completely different aspect, right? So the same way different content creators can take the same study and they will pull, they will extract information based on their areas of expertise, um, i think that both of us were looking at the same study but we are looking at different authors and then of course i have my insights and princella has her insights so um it was interesting because when i when i was looking at that one too i was even looking at at the impact of how it affected the woman right and how the woman was really sandwiched and burdened between not only having to take care of her children and her, her her um parents and his parents right it's usually the husband's wife that takes care of the ki- of the of the of the parents and so she was just hitting this level of burnout but also um after we start to hit a critical mass a lot of the men the the men get smaller they get punier and the males i say the males and they um and they start to do a lot of fight fighting right so it's interesting because one of her um arguments and i tend to, i am inclined to agree with her um is i think that in the black community and these are my words kind of superimposing what she's saying i think in the black community we have hit our critical mass you know we always talk about you know we're 13% of the population and we haven't really co- quite seemed to we're outside of that but i think that when you look at at how we're starting to do a lot of the infighting and a lot of the mass killing like the males get really aggressive and they start to bite other males and bite other women's you know the the females tails and they um have hyper um hyper aggression even to the to the little children um type of a thing and i i ended up talking in a podcast one of the takeaways was when when a community hits its critical mass everybody has a bit and tail right and a lot of the time some of the gas lighting tactics that some of the black men in our community say is who hurt you you know and one of the things umar said was oh you guys are just responding out of hurt you know uh, and so, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's something that we should deny. Now, here's the cool thing. Here's the cool thing. Here's the cool thing. So she was talking about in her study what happens with um uh, the study too. she goes piece by piece by piece. Go check it out. I think it's in the podcast that's titled The Nature of Men. So earlier I was recommending that you listen to the, the podcast she did last night um, about the nature of women. Um, and this one that she did about the nature of men, she recorded three weeks ago. Um, if I'm honest, I kind of fell asleep a little bit because it's early in the day and it's really cold and I'm cozy in bed, but I, I woke up at the part where she was going into the study. And, um, if, if I'm keeping it quite frank with you, a lot of the things that happen in, in that study um, also are happening to the men and women. She says you know for the general population but I definitely noticed it in the black community um, It it's like you can't even make this stuff up even down to how the women are reacting and how it's affecting them and influencing them but one of the things and, and this could be a little bit um, hmm, it's something to think about so I've mentioned this before um And, and, well, let me just, just, let me just tread lightly onto this and, and understanding that we are family at some point. Um, but, um, I've talked a lot about how I have six, six God kids and one niece and, um, not only am I financially okay, but I'll be okay in my now where we are collectively like my family and I are growing the accounts for the little ones for my niece in particular, and I'm working on getting stuff set up for my my little godkids right um and even regardless what if if something if I were to walk outside right now and get struck by lightning or something, they're gonna be okay. The only difference is they're i don't think their parents are gonna. Um I know I'm not I don't think I know their parents are not going to be able to grow the wealth that the way that I have it set and intended for um that being said I I know that there's things I can put in in my will and trust with specific language um but as things stand right now they would inherit enough for them to Really never work again, but I'm I'm working on growing. Anyways, I'm working on growing their money. Um, a couple of my godsons are two and three years old. And they will never have to work again. But here's the thing. When she was talking in that study, and I still recommend you go listen to hers. Because she has, um, in some of the videos, she talks about her credentials and... She took oh don't kill me, but she took uh did she go to school for I remember her saying something about microbiology. Oh, but I, I'm actually undermining it because I know she did so much more, but she studies everything from human biology, like um and and how they think and sociology, which is also important, which kind of explains the study of the rats and type of thing. It's called Universe 25 or Universal 25. But anyways she so she has a lot of understanding so she's going to break it down in her way but one of the things that was coming across to me was um in the study it showed that the males that had everything available and at their disposal it was actually a hindrance it was actually counterintuitive to them you know and so here it is here i am and you know we talk about the nature of how and a lot of the times you know and and it, you can't fault me for it because i am a black woman and I'm, I'm part of the black community so it's at some point it's not even that i'm trying to beat us up that's what i know right and let's not pretend like other cultures are not different for the most part which i know is a little bit of a, a different tangent than what Priscilla is talking but that's why i talk about the black community so now that we have that out of the way Um, We we have this language about, you know, coddling, we coddle our men. And it would make sense it now that I'm talking about it, because when I come on here, I don't have anything scripted, right? I'm just kind of going with my downloads. And it would make sense that, you know, if I were to have children of my own, I wouldn't want them to experience a lot of the hardships that I did, right? And even with my parents, it's parenting is really difficult. It's I think <laughs> I have so much more respect for my parents than I did even two and three and five years ago because you just never know, you know, you don't know the full personality and makeup of a child and the environment they're going to be in. Um, of course, in my opinion, I would have probably run my child's natal chart, but I'm also very in tune with. <laughs> I'm a little bit more interested in in their development, and I'm not saying my parents weren't invest in, interested in my development at all. They they did it their way, but in, in in it's kind of inherent that you don't want your child to suffer, you know the push and pull that life can give you, right? And one of the things that comes up when I've like been uh, exploring about the different dimensions is um, everyone, even white people, right? Have their push and pulls in life, right? And I found it so interesting that when we were looking at the study of the pineal gland and how it was showing that for you know Europeans or Caucasians or white people they are actually performing with only 20% functioning pineal gland melanated people black people pineal gland is um has is not as calcified so they should be able to use any, anywhere between 85 to 95% of their pineal gland. And the advantage of, of having a non-calcified pineal gland is that we're supposed to be um, advanced physically, emotionally, I think is it? Oh, intellectually, it's, it's physically, intellectually, and spiritually, right? But when you look at, at how things are going in, in society, it's like you would never know that the dominant society is performing with the with the with the bare minimum capacity of their brain, right? And it it reminds me of that that movie Infinity Infinity Chamber. I recommend every divine feminine, every divine masculine understands it, especially if into into inter, quantum leaping and understanding infinite possibilities and understanding um how it's important to to know human behavior and how to manifest but it it, it's basically these it's it's a black guy is in one chamber and a white guy is in the other chamber long story short the black guy He has the code. He has everything. He actually breaks the formula in the code. He passes the message on to the white guy. And then overnight, literally, literally, he kills himself because he hit a, literally, a brick wall. He literally hit a brick wall and flipped his shit and just toe-tagged himself. And, went like, he just couldn't take it. But the thing is, the white guy kept trying over and over and over. But it made him kind of like this superpower because he kept masterminding and I talked a little bit about y'all probably wonder why I keep bringing up my little fur baby how even the animals you know within within three days he had completely adapted his behavior and now he does certain things like when I come with this treat to make sure that I don't quote-unquote eat his treat right and he's attuned, and he's looking for the patterns and they're paying attention to what I'm doing, what I'm saying and and where his treat is going, whereas before he would just be out of his mind and just waiting for me to hand him his treat right and I also talked a little bit about how I noticed with even the bees the the area that I go it's kind of like tropical um it's very beautiful um ambient, and I noticed you know, and I'm observant of the animals around me and that type of thing. But the bees even started to move differently between May and now. They they all uh, started to go to the same places and they use the same strategy and even the same landing point. It's like they, they sent a message to each other about the landing coordinates and you would see bee after bee come and get the water that they needed and take off, right? And so, um, when I was listening to Priscilla in another podcast, she was talking about the queens in the in the queendom, right? In the animal kingdom, and how even it shows that even within those um species and stuff like that, especially with the females, they continue to evolve, like they continue to get wiser and they pass this knowledge on to the other to the younger ones to where they're they're. It's it's beautiful thing, like they're adapting, right? There's actually a movie that's called, um, oh gosh, it's not a clone one. I can see it in everything. It's called, um, I think it's called Multiplicity, if I'm not mistaken, or Duplicity, but it's a movie where... Um, it's kind of like a scary movie. If I remember it, I will come back and add it to the bottom of this video. But one of the interesting things about it is the guy kept getting smarter. So every time they would try to figure him out, he would keep evolving. And so for you to get ahead of the game, you kind of had to not figure out how quickly he was evolving. But you also had to figure out how to get ahead of the the mind, right? A lot of these things have to do with the mind and you... Understanding yourself, understanding other people, looking for patterns, looking for the formulas, right? That's one of my my things. So um, back to the study she was talking about, she said, if you give, you know, boys, men, everything that they need, instead of them foraging for food, you know, going out, conquering, doing whatever it is they need to do, and being productive and bringing back resources... You know, um, all they do- were doing was just having sex, right? And so they became non productive. And what was interesting is, and I know this about the bees because I talked about in the previous podcast how when I I kind of looked at what's happening with the age of Aquarius, and. Me being, you know, considering myself to be an oracle, I was like, "Well, what's going to happen after the age of Aquarius? What are we being prepared for?" And in my opinion, if you m- move fast forward, we are being prepared for a beehive, um, me- um, uh, society, right? And um, in that society, the queens, right. We, we we can train our, our daughters to be queens and how to have their, their own manpower and um, even the women that work for them. So it's not, you you know, some people worry about the women or the queen taking out other um, female bees in their thing. I wouldn't even stress that. I would say we are not animals. You understand the concept and you go and you make your own uh, queen bee um, hive, right? And you take your, um, your, uh, group of people that work. And the thing about the queen, uh, the, the beehive mentality is the bees that don't serve a a purpose off with their head, they're eliminated. And so even in the study that she was talking about universe 25 or universal 25, something like that. The, the society split into two, right? Even when you look at um, uh, some of my favorite content creators who are talking about what's happening with investing right now, they have in some way or other alluded to how it's becoming more evident that the tale of two cities, right? Of the two cities where it's like the rich and the poor and the richer becoming richer and the poorer becoming poorer. And so we're going through that split right? Right now, a lot of people, even in the stock market, like when I, when I took that class from my mentor, she was talking about how every quarter, there's a recalibration that happens with the stock. And once you know, it's, I'm gonna tell you, it's it's usually in the third week of every month. And then at the end of the quarter, there's a a, what we call like a witching season. And so in December is where you see a lot of this volatility, where um, the third week in December, it's going to be, you know, what, what happens with the recalibration is society and all of us are deciding what is it that we value? You know, what do we see moving ahead? And so that can mean that the companies that aren't quite excuse me, aren't quite making the cut or we don't see making it pass into the future are going to, we're going to sell those shares and dump them because they, we don't see them going into the future. And so, um, but there's also other patterns and things too. But there go, we go through a recalibration. And so when we recalibrate, people are right now are deciding Am I going to be affiliated with the rich people or with the poor people? And it all comes down to mindset. And what happens is there's going to be people who don't fit into into either category. Because even the poor people, I feel like in my opinion, are functioning at some level. And the people who are rich are functioning at another level. But the people in the middle who who don't fit into either category they um become useless, right? In the animal kingdom, the bees, they just they just uh, you know, end their misery. <laughs> They're like, "Well, you're useless. There's no point in keeping you around." I don't know what happens with the rats, but um what what do we do in human society? Now, if if because this is a little bit esoteric, I'm gonna, I'm going to take it 100 with you. So, I I saw a short that came up on my YouTube And um, one of the guys on there was saying that, you know, he's still into the Bible. It's like a Filipino or Asian guy. And they were doing their little Christian podcast thing. I don't know why it came up on my feed, but whatever. It still serves a purpose, right? Maybe it's a download. Anyways, he was talking about how in the fourth angel's message, it talks about how the Euphrates river will will be dried up. And so here's what's interesting about that. The Euphrates River is an actual geographic location in, on our globe. And they are showing that it has, in fact, dried up. And what they're finding is that it's uncovering cities that were below the Euphrates li- uh, River. There was a, a community of people that lived there before the Euphrates River uh, completely filled that area which coincidentally now at the time that i'm saying that just to kind of give you an idea too there are complete cities um where black people used to live that were filled with water there are and and a lot of these places because of what's happening with the environment they're starting to to open up like these mass graves and these hidden um cities but a lot of there's a lot of um in the united states there's a lot of um like lakes or bodies of water where where um dominant society went and flooded those areas with water if if I'm going to keep it 100% it's almost like what happened with Katrina right but let me leave that alone so but with um, the Euphrates River one of the things about the fourth angel's message is is that it said two uh based on the numbers it would be like something like 2.6 billion people would die as a result or uh, with the fourth angel's message. I have to go in there and read it for myself and kind of understand it, right? And so it kind of coincides with this whole message of what Priscilla is saying is that as much as you hate to to admit it, once you start to understand this kind of stuff, it kind of makes sense. If you have a bunch of useless people... What what do you do to control the population? And so it all comes down to how we've been even, quote unquote, breeding, right? Because, and I love what she says, because a lot of these men really should not be getting sex. A lot of us feel like, oh, well, you know, you can have sex with whoever you want, but blah, blah, blah. blah is is that crazy but these a lot of these low performing men should not even be getting sex i said what i said i'm doubling down on it i'm 10 toes down on it but the other thing too is not only should these um non-performing low performing men not have sex you also should not be procreating with them Right. Because when you listen to one of my favorite content creators, right, she is a queen in and of herself. She's definitely dominating. And I wanted to also make sure too for those of you who are coming from my last podcast about um, Princella, the queen maker. I kind of do feel a a certain kind of way because I did mention another content creator in there and I'm not in any way or, or shape or form trying to compare the two because their assignments are so different. Right. All of our assignments are so different. And one of the things I love, like even when you listen to like Cerebral or hashtag Black Woman or, um, I don't know, some of the other of my favorite content creators I've mentioned, we are all um, queens in our own right. We are killing it, right? We all have our ears of expertise. But when you listen to... um, Simply said, and so I have the highest regard for her, Um, a brilliant mind. Haven't heard anybody else talk like, you know, cover content the way that she does. And I've talked about how a lot of us, we can take the same story and she's looking at it from socioeconomic, right? Um, Another one will look at it from sociology aspect, right? Another one of us will look at it from uh, psychology, Right. Another one of us will look at it from human behaviors from back in the days, from, you know, how the laws impacted us. But again, so when it comes to simply said, she calls, um, she says, you know, incubators of, of dust or, um, IUDs. This is like, uh, incubators, uh, incubators of dust, of dusties are basically, you know, the type of woman who's giving birth. And prolonging and procreating with a low performing male. So this, this male is not performing. He's not contributing to society. He, you know, and so then she goes and extends that gene. She brings into life a, um, another being that's going to replicate that, that degeneracy. And it's not even going to have the, 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 um, the infrastructure, it needs to thrive. You know, even, even now, a lot of us are realizing that even in a two parent home, a lot of the, the, the black men are like, F it. I don't care if I have two parents in the home and my father's a physician or, you know, a lawyer or, or a business person, I'm going to, to, um, fall for the dominant society dominant black society which is unfortunately has a lot of degenerate traits i don't listen i'm not gonna sugarcoat anything it's just it's not in me anymore i'm not playing games with y'all so so um so she talks about how with with women You have sex with these guys. And in many ways, you can see how we're rewarding them with sex. It's crazy. Priscilla talks about this, too. But I think that it really is interesting because sex is supposed to be a reward for positive behavior. And what happens and you can see this on Kendra all the time. I will never forget one of the most fogliest dudes I've ever seen in my whole entire life was on Kendra's show. And he had the biggest ego. For no damn reason. And you want to know why? Because several women had entertained his energy and had sex with him. When I tell you this guy should have been groveling and crawling on his belly, begging for sex. But women had had sex with him, blown his head up and made him think that he was the ish. So now you have this scrawny, ugly, unattractive, and when I tell you, you know, even when I, when I talk about how with the Universal 25 study, and, uh, so it's obviously the same study. I was looking at it from a different author, and is looking at it from a different author. She was reading from a different article. One of the things that happens is the the once you hit critical mass in the population the men become shorter and scrawnier they have very low muscle mass and they are actually kind of described as ugly um, except for the females the females when they remove themselves from the from the um, society of the low performing men when they remove themselves from the society of the low performing men, their coats actually become they become very pretty right and that, and we've talked a lot about what happens to to women it's interesting you can take some of the most beautiful women and you can see this at the church I went to and even around you in your culture you have some of the most beautiful women as soon as they they start to um interact with a man and get married and have their children Cortisol level goes up. Cortisol wreaks ha- complete havoc on women. Cortisol will jack your beauty up. It will tear you up. Cortisol? Cortisol has no business in a woman's body. It puts on stubborn belly fat. Oh no, not just belly fat. No, no, no. Cortisol is a bitch. Listen, cortisol will give you stubborn belly fat. It will cause wrinkles, Um, cause you to go through aging so much more faster. It, it contributes, listen. So it's so funny that even in the degeneracy and the low poverty rates or whatever, the the, the smart females... That extract themselves from those lower performing males. If they do not end up with the rich. With the rich um, upper crust of the mice. When they detach themselves. They become beautiful. They are like their coats are beautiful. They're just genetically. Whatever. Whatever what have you right. So kind of lost my train of thought with that a little bit. But yeah. I was talking about how on the Kendra G show. This guy was so scrawny. No freaking no way and I've talked about this before too when I at least when I was in school you know and I am taller I'm an Amazonian woman I have legs for days and I got me some double d's I'm not big on the booty but hey so I'm I'm a tall slim girl but that being said if if you had to pick like my parents both of them are tall my mom is 5'10". My dad is like six three. My dad's about six three. My brothers are six five, six, six. Well, no, six four, six five, and six six. From shortest to from youngest to old from oldest to youngest, the youngest is six six, right? So we're we're all tall. My I have uncles that are six eleven, right? Um, so height runs in our family. There's it's but in my, um, Both on my dad's side and my mom's side, one of her, my uncles is 6'11", and then on my dad's side, most of them are up in that 6'5", 6'7", 6'8", range, right? But um, even growing up, the boys that I went to school with, you know, I was tall as it was, but at least the boys I was growing up with, they had height on them. They had muscle mass right y'all know i have a thing for muscles but listen it is so funny it's like just like clockwork you should even even write down to my manners like if you could see my face like even the way, when i said muscles i was like i just got an image i'm like oof let me let me see a guy with muscles and i've talked about this too like don't let this guy have an adonis body <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> kryptonite listen I- <clears throat> And don't let him have like the calf muscles and like the pecs and like the deltoids and the and like a chisel, j- a chisel jaw, baby. And then let him have a little bass in his voice. Ooh, crypto not, oh mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Y'all already know I have a thing for muscles. I already listen. If you listen to that one song, Diana Ross, uh, oh wait, he has muscles all over his body from his head to toe. Da, 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 da. He's got muscles, 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 muscles. I, I even have the podcast up there. I'm singing this song. It's by Diana Ross. It's called Muscles. Let's mm, listen. Threw me off my whole podcast and everything. But back in the days, the man used to be, like, brawny, like, How Doom was good, babe? You know, let me holler at you real quick. <laughs> right? But when we hit the critical mass, like, even when I, when I go to my um, niece's basketball games, the boys are shorter, they're scrawnier, low muscle mass, high estrogen, high-pitched voices. Right, but anyways, I said all of this to say and then I'm gonna get off. You know, I'm realizing that we tend to coddle our boys, and so I have to now recalibrate what it means for me because I want for my God Godsons to have a <laughs> soft life. Like my my God my Goddaughters, listen, they're gonna be like the prettiest queenest girls, queen queen. I'm going to have all of them listen to The Queen Maker. Um, I already talked to my niece from this morning. I already told her what time it is. And she's like, okay, auntie. She, mm. I'm going to put her on game. <laughs> right? So, because cause she will not. She's not going to go through near half the things that I did. Like, had to go through. So, she's just going to be living her best whole entire life. And good luck to, to you know, everybody else out there. Because my, my niece, she's going to be years ahead of everybody with that information, but um, for my godsons, y'all, I have to figure out, like, it's not going to be in their best interest for me to just pass over money to them, you know, when they hit 18. It's going to have to be things like maybe if they work with a foundation or give them enough an in incremental that they, um, you know, get it at like twenty five, thirty five, and and it's even stuff like that too. Like I say all that to say, I have to recalibrate because I would say things like, my God, ki- my godsons, my godkids, but my godsons included, would never have to work again. But I would be doing them a huge disjustice, injustice, a huge injustice. So I have to figure out what that means, and it's and it's hard. I think that for my divine masculine hearing this. Understand that we are so much better when we have that push and pull of life, when we are masterminding and being very rigorous, you know, and being called to task. And, you know, it can sound so mean like to be like, well, why why are you going to only spoil your, your goddaughters and not your godsons? How come they have to go out and build? And how come they have to go out and work? And how come they have to have sweat on their brow? But it's it's a message of love. Right. Right. And I will figure out a way. Right. Along with all my other divine feminines, of what that means to make sure that my godsons can still thrive. Right. And you better trust and believe in my will. I actually thought about this this morning. I have to meet with my person and. It's going to say in there, if I die of any unnatural causes, and I mean, when I pass, they're going to have to make sure that I wasn't poisoned, I wasn't, no breaking an entry, no harm f- foul, because listen, if I pass away from unnatural causes, nobody's getting my money, no one, not my niece, not my godkids, nope. Your number one job is to make sure that I'm alive and well, like, you know, I just die of regular old age, and I will make sure they do an autopsy, because I know how this thing is. Like Once you become that, that rich person, I know how it is. People start to prey on your money, right? They start to figure out how to separate you from your money, right? They try to figure out how to um, get an advantage. And, and, and so I'm, I'm managing certain things too. Thankfully, they're, they're young enough that um, I haven't had those conversations with them you know, yet of, of what it's going to mean in the future. And, and, and I might even in the next year or two decide that, you know what, if they come around, they stay in the will. If they don't come around or I don't form a relationship with them, I would just, and some people update their wills. Like, I don't know how frequently they update their wills, but I even mentioned this before too. It's even things like, um, um, if they and it's already in in my my insurance policy too like if they um have addictive behaviors like if they're alcoholic or have any felonies or um gambling and i think there was some other um drug abuse then they will they will not get their they they will get cut off from whatever installments of money or whatever, because I think they're supposed to get it in installments and stuff. And you can even figure out like, okay, if you know that um their minds are not fully developed until they're the age of 25, then that right there automatically lets me know too. I probably shouldn't be, you know, letting them get that money before the age of 25, because they're just going to blow it. They're not going to have discernment on how to, make those types of decisions with with that amount of money, right? So I don't know, I hope that that kind of helps, because I figure, you know, I'm not going to be the only one that's coming into huge amounts of money and what that means to break generational curses, but how do we be be responsible? And, you know, one of the things too, with with um in our community, we don't really talk about family planning a lot, Right? We just kind of let and and this happened with my parents, but I think that part of the reason is because they believed in Christianity, so I think it's really interesting, like for my parents they didn't they thought that we would be in heaven by now, you know, um the religion that we in that were that that might that we grew up in, they thought that Jesus was coming in eighteen sixty four, and so that was the first one, and then I remember like nineteen ninety nine There was this whole mass hysteria thing because they thought Jesus was coming again and, you know, it's like my parents wanted to make sure I was super pure and no boyfriends on top of the fact that I couldn't date as it was. But they wanted to make sure that I was super pure, my parents, my my brothers were super pure and that we were, you know... Heaven worthy, so that we can make it through those pearly gates. And so it's like year after year would pass by, and now all of us are adults. My parents are retired, and Jesus hasn't come yet. And so there wasn't like family planning in terms of you know so it's even things that if i'm keeping it 100 and you see this in christianity too a lot of the times with christians they feel like oh well god's gonna take care of it god's coming soon so they don't plan for retirement they don't take care of their estates they don't take care of their health and then the next thing you know your your children are adults and you're grown and you haven't taken so then even things like with my grand-aunt's house she was a Christian. She lived until she was 99. And Jesus was supposed to come. And so with that, she never really took very... Her, her house is okay. But it wasn't taken care of the way that other people would take care of it. In the sense of, you know, like, okay, you'll fix the plumbing. But it's not like the best plumbing. Because Jesus is coming. And you don't want to spend a whole bunch of money on on that. Okay, we'll patch the roof because Jesus is coming, and you don't want to spend a lot of money on patching your roof. Oh, okay, we need to replace the carpet. Well, we we'll replace the parts that are a little bit shabby, but we're not going to spend a lot of money. So her house was maintained, but it was like that whole mentality of like Jesus is coming, so we're not going to uh, do estate planning. But um, even with me, we we don't talk about family planning. What? How do we provide to make sure that they have a college? Money for their college, right? How and and how do we even make sure that we have enough money in there in there for them to go to private school and go to the best schools and have the hobbies and be in gymnastics and piano and soccer and football and volleyball and and um, you know, have the tutors that they need, right? A lot of us just kind of feel like, well, these kids will figure it out, and when they're eighteen, they'll move out. When they're out of college, they'll move out. We're not, we have no intention of paying for them to get a a better education so they can be established in life. We're not passing on any businesses to them that they can take over. So, because one of my pet peeves too, and then I'm going to get off here too. I've said it before too. It really, I've always said I wanted my children to have a father where they can go. I always imagined like my little daughter or my son, like packing their little lunch. And he's like holding his dad's hand, going to work with his dad. And his dad would be like this big boss or supervisor or manager, and he'd be like running stuff. And my my son or daughter would be watching him just run, you know, this whole entire company. But um, one of the the heartbreaking uh stories I heard this year. There was two girls actually age 16. Um you can start working from the age of 14. I started working at the age of 14. I was a teacher's assistant for a kindergarten teacher for four years. Um but in high school, right? And I got my little my little check and I'd buy my little lip gloss or hair products or like glitter eyeshadow or whatever. Like my little outfits for when I went to Hawaii for my senior trip. And, but there were these two girls this year, 2022, and it was a 16 year old girl. Both of them were girls, right? But one in particular, she was 16. She was um, top of her class, high in her academics. She wanted to have work experience, right? Cause you can start working from the age of 14. So I imagine she probably pestered the heck out of her parents until she was 16. She had been at that job for two weeks, she had been working at a Burger King for two weeks, and this guy pulled up to the window and asked to, he was trying to rob the place, and so she tried to protect the store and keep the money, and the guy shot her and killed her. And to me, it's like, we don't even think so far ahead in family planning to say, if I'm going to have children, I'm going to make sure that my son or my daughter can work at my um my husband's or my my business practice. So they're not in these dangerous environments, right? Or I'm going to make sure that my daughter can go work with her uncle or go work with her auntie in an office in the accounting office or in the hospital or at the dentist office, filing papers versus putting them in these environments, right? And I know it can sound a little bit harsh, but I did kind of want to share that too, because this is a part of family planning. This is a part of legacy. I'm starting to figure out if this, then that, right? If studies show that our young boys, when we coddle them and we give them everything they need, because it's natural, it's natural for you to want to shelter them from those type of things, it's not going to end well for them. So the loving thing for me to do is to figure out how can I bless them? But still let them go through the push and pull that that men need in order to thrive, right? And so it's even things like planning and waiting until they're 25 for the first installment, you know, and making sure that those boundaries are in place, you know, no drug addictions, no felonies, no um, gambling um, and not, not alcoholic, right? Um, of course, same thing too for my nieces, but I mean my my uh, my goddaughters too. But um, how can I attach it to things that that reward them mastering, you know, that push and that pull and that toil, right? And like I said too, don't even play with me too, because if they think that they're gonna try to off me before. You know, to get their money early. No, I'm just tell them, listen, if anything happens to me, if I die of any unnatural causes, nobody's getting the money. I don't give a, I don't give a F. And I'm going to make sure they run an autopsy to make sure, check my liver, my heart, my, my kidneys, everything. (laughs) Because, nope, nope, nope. Their job, their number one job is to protect me. And I, knowing the way that I am too, is, um... I'll just leave that alone but but yeah so family planning is important there is a propensity to want to coddle our, our boys and I think it's important for men to understand that Um, when I was talking about the infinity chamber and the white guy and the black guy were in the same um, chamber but they were in cells next to each other and they couldn't see each other there were they were concrete walls Separating them with a the little hole, and the black guy had broken the, the little hole. That, and so he could see that there, because he thought the white guy thought he was in there by himself. But there was somebody all that time next to him, and it was a black guy. Life is always going to have challenges. In all of the movies that I've watched, you know, it talks about the challenge, right? And you have to be willing to just push. Right? You have to be willing to evolve. You have to be willing to adapt. You have to be willing to cock to to um conquer and evolve. And I think even for women, we are supposed to be like super we're born with it like the same way how the same way how you know we talk about the pineal gland for melanated people and how it's their advantage. Women actually have uh a, a greater advantage because it's even things, and I don't want to keep going too long on this podcast, but, but um, one of the strengths with women, I think, are in, are like intuition, foresight, foresight, right? The ability to understand human behavior a little bit more, not as good as, but a little bit more. We're also quick learners, right? We actually mature faster than than the men do, and it kind of explains. It's even things like why. Um, When Priscilla talks about it, why men try to get women even younger, you know, older men are trying to get younger women because women do advance earlier ahead of the the boys in their age group. And so, but obviously, if you're dealing with a predator or somebody that's way older than you, yeah, they're going to have that advantage on you, right? But women, for the most part, are advanced in their thinking, from from a very early age, right? And um, I will close out with this. You know, I, I did want to start talking a little bit about how I'm gonna make decisions for for my for my boys, for my god boys, uh, my godsons. But for women, you know, it's gonna be a beautiful thing when we start to figure out how to have, you know. And I think they should be secret societies. I really think that they should. I think that. In some things we're gonna just ha- gonna have to go underground and move in silence. But th- all this information, like for example that Priscilla has, I should have been getting this information. Part of the problem with when with and I, I'm not mad at my parents. I'm just kind of giving you an idea of why it doesn't work. They try to keep me sheltered, and because they were Christian, they didn't understand that type of language. So guess what? They try to shelter me. I still got eight. Because they kept me sheltered, so I didn't even know what a wolf looked like, right? Not my niece. My niece is gonna be able to spot a wolf from a freaking mile away. Trust and believe. That's how you protect. That's how you protect your your daughters. She's gonna be able to see that that wolf. And I already told her. I just uh, texted her this morning. We've been talking already. I told her. I said we're gonna put you in a martial arts class. I'm gonna pay for it. So she, and we've talked about it a little bit, but I told her, look it up. We're going to put you in the class like now. Okay. So when I tell you this wolf doesn't even stand a chance, not only is she going to be able to spot it a mile away, she's going to have that pew pew for it. She, you know, she going to be, she can either shoot it, <laughs> mace it, kill it, taser it, and or break its neck. What's good. <laughs> okay. So that's, that's how you. We should be passing this knowledge on to our daughters, right, and we should be equipping our sons to thrive because even in the beehive um societies the they only keep the productive men they do have male bees, but they only keep the productive males and they only the ones that serve a purpose, everything else that doesn't serve a purpose, including the female the female bees. Are taken off the map of the earth. So you figure out how to be either a queen bee and how to surround yourself with productive women who are like minded and uh, have, serve a mission and what type of men, you know, serve a purpose in your life. And you keep those. And then it's up to men to figure out which, where they fall in and who they're productive for. Okay. That's it. And that's all, y'all. <laughs> it is Sunday. I got to go find something to eat. I am so nice and warm and cozy. Even my little my little fur baby, he is outside just staying warm. But later in the day, he's going to go out and, and just kind of like check around and see. It's a, it's a huge backyard over here. So he has a lot of exploring to do. I have done so much shopping. It's not even funny. So I have <laughs> stuff to unpack. But, um... Uh, what are we going into? So Monday, Monday I do have my trading class and y'all I already transferred money into my um trading account for that. I think I'm gonna boost it up to two thousand. Um so and I have time to do that. It it only takes like maybe about two or three hours for to for the whole process. So I'm gonna put two thousand another thousand into my account, get it up to two thousand. I have training tomorrow, and I'm gonna start trading tomorrow. As early as tomorrow, I already have money in the account there. Um, and then Tuesday, I have to call. There's... I know these people, they, they want to um, recruit me. I Listen, I have the credentials for it. But I don't feel like pimping myself out. And if you know, you know. Especially once you listen to um, Princella. I think it's going to be important for you to kind of even understand um, the way I'm going to be talking in the in the way <laughs> moving forward. But... Um, <laughs> I'm good at what I do and my strengths don't really shine as much. I'm really good at organizing things, planning things. Um, my spoken is not the best. Um, it's gotten better. Like even when you listen to my older podcasts, I used to be nervous when I'd come on. It's not the strongest, but, um, I'm really good at what I do. And and they've been trying to recruit me and bring me back in for a while now. Like I said, I'm actually, (laughs) but, um, and so I'm just going to have the conversation with them. But I think that, um, I am going to definitely kind of tell them like, look, this is, this is, these are the conditions that I'm, that will serve me. And if they, you know, i i already know i'm gonna get what i want out of the situation i'm gonna keep it 100 with you but yeah so that that's coming on tuesday and then um i don't know i'll be back in the gym like wednesday y'all I'll be back in the gym working now zipping and zooing it all right y'all until the next podcast peace